Thanks for taking the time out to listen to Throw the Effing Ball podcast. To respond to something said or to get updates on the happenings of the podcast, please follow my personal Twitter account at I am Trey Watson. I A M T R E Y W A T S O N. Or the podcast's Twitter account at Throw the F Ball. T H R O W T H E F B A. LL. start I want to give my Super Bowl prediction uh, for this year um, that I could not that I forgot to give uh, last week um, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills as the champs um, I think they will beat the Los Angeles Rams uh, that was the matchup in week one I automatically had that as my matchup for this year's Super Bowl um, but yeah, I have the Bills, uh, going and winning the Super Bowl, uh, this year. So Bills Mafia, enjoy this season, because if I'm right, you will, you will be celebrating the lifting of the Lombardi Trophy. All right, um, now... I'm all for trying new things if it doesn't cause me unnecessary embarrassment. I'm all for branching out if it means my limbs stay intact. I'm all for physical exertion. Hey, ladies. As long as I can then go to sleep without the assistance of a punch to the face. Now, I don't have the money that the athletes I watch on television have, obviously. But I believe what I lack in money, I make up with in common sense. I believe I have more common sense than them. To not get into a boxing ring to make money. Especially when it's not my forte. Almost two years ago, ex-NBA player Nate Robinson got into the ring. And in the words of Kevin Hart, was given one bed, one pillowcase, one pillow, and got sent night-night. Almost two years later, Nick Young just got sent through the ropes on a, with a alleged headbutt, according to him. And Adrian Peterson, you remember Adrian, A-P-A-D, he got KO'd by a guy almost seven years younger than him. He got knocked out by Le'Veon Bell. Yes, that Le'Veon Bell, uh, former NFL running back for now. He's only 30, so who knows, he might be back in the league. Um... So Nick Young says he got headbutted. Wasn't clear to me in the in the replay uh, that he did. Adrian Peterson clearly got knocked the fuck out by Le'Veon Bell. Um, what also was clear to me was that I have an interest in celebrity boxing. 
is different. If I was a retired athlete or an ex uh, NFL player, NBA player, what have you, I wouldn't go risking it. But watching the highlights got me to thinking, what matchups would I like to see? I found four matchups that I would love, love to watch. First up, Kevin Garnett versus Carmelo Anthony. We get to settle the Honey Nut Chills uh, disagreement. Come on. Come on. We need to know. We need to know. La la. Honey Nut Chills. Does KG really know? If KG wins, he needs to tell us. And if Carmelo wins, he just gets revenge. For the fans, it's a win-win. We either get to know the secret... If it is the truth. Or Carmelo gets to beat the shit out of Kevin Garnett. For me, that's a win-win. Peyton Manning versus Mike Vanderjack. If you don't know who Mike Vanderjack is, then uh, look him up. Uh, He was Peyton Manning's old teammate. Who was a pretty accurate kicker. Until it was time to be clutch in the 2003 playoffs. After missing a big kick in those playoffs, Vanderjet, after, went on to do an interview where he proceeded to call out Peyton Manning and then coach Tony Dungy. Yes, that Tony Dungy who was on NBC. Peyton Manning responded by calling him uh, he called him an idiot. He called him that while he was being interviewed at the Pro Bowl, actually. Uh, Manning responded by calling him an idiot who got, quote, licked up and ran his mouth. Uh, I haven't seen the click, the, the click, the clip that, um, Vanderjack, uh, of Vanderjack saying, the shit about uh, Peyton, but I'm pretty sure it's out there. So if anybody wants to go see it, uh, then you can go watch it. And then you will see why these two make that the list. Um, Shaquille O'Neal versus Dwight Howard. Come on now. Come on now. Even though they both share the nickname Superman, and the fact that both played for the Magic... As well as the Lakers. These two have not seen eye to eye. And have difference of opinions on shit no one cares about. Honestly the only thing bigger than these two old ass centers. Is their egos. Their egos. Wouldn't you love to see Shaquille O'Neal and Dwight Howard fight each other. Just because of the fucking Superman nickname. Or because they don't like each other. Or they refuse to back down from the other. I would love to see it. Uh, Lastly. Terrell Owens. Versus either Donovan McNabb. Or Jeff Garcia. Or. Or. Even both of them in the same night. I will. I don't care. I would. I would. I would look at. I would watch both. Pick one. Either way. It would be amazing to see T.O. Uh, air his grievances in the ring uh, against two quarterbacks he beat, beefed with in his career. Uh, you can't, you can't get better theater than maybe Terrell Owens versus Donovan McNabb, or Terrell Owens versus Jeff Garcia. I mean, come on, come on. Uh, yeah. So that's what I saw this weekend that I thought, hey, that that got me to thinking. Those are four matchups I would love to see. Alright, let's get into this episode. This is episode two of Throw the Effing Ball podcast. A um, couple things stood out this week for me. Uh, first off, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Uh, turned down a five-year extension worth over $250 million with $133 million of it guaranteed. Oh, my God, to turn down 
that amount of money. The ability to turn that down and still be able to look at yourself in the mirror the next day. Now, if he were to have signed that uh, extension, his extension would have increased his current contract to a six-year contract worth $274 million. That is an annual uh, average of, I want to say, if my math is right, 45.66, if my math is right, $45.66 million a year over that six-year period. Now, Ravens don't want to guarantee all that money, um, which is what Lamar wants. He wants that Deshaun Watson money that he got from the Browns. Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed. This is coming off of a season where he didn't play at all. Coming off of uh, an offseason where there was just, well, a season and an off season, actually two off seasons and a season of a lot of allegations that he settled out of court. Lamar's looking at that like he didn't play all last year, and he got paid how much guaranteed? And I was the ex MVP. I was an MVP in my second year. I believe in his sec- in my I believe he was an uh, MVP in the second year. Lamar Jackson has been pretty durable. His first season he only played seven games, but that's as a rookie, you're not gonna you're probably not gonna play that much. Especially if you're a late round first pick. Now if you are in the upper, you know, half of the upper half of the first round and you're drafted as a quarterback, then you might probably start uh, week one if you were good enough. But Lamar Jackson really hasn't been hurt that much. Last year he got hurt uh, on a play where he was rolling out to try to pass it, not run it, which is what he does, the, which is what he does, in my opinion, the best. Uh, it's not like he... Isn't durable. He's durable. Even with his running style, he's he's pretty durable. He knows how to get out of bounds. He knows when to go down, uh, down to the ground to uh, avoid a big hit. Um, the only issue I have with Deshaun Jackson is his passing. He's been in the league four years. He's only had ten thousand one hundred eighty passing yards, and he's been durable. So he's been there. You know, 15 out of the 16 games in the second year, he was there. 15 out of the 16 games in the third uh, year, he was there. So he's been there. He's been playing. Passing yards, if you only have 10,000 passing yards in a, in a league where passing is king, you only have 10,000 yards in four years, that's not good. That's not good. Um, He does make that up. He does make it up, though, with the rushing yards. But eventually, and I think it's starting to happen now where he's not rushing as much. Uh, he's trying to mainly focus on staying in the pocket, which sucks because if now if he wants the money and he wants to prove that he can actually pass it, and this is why he's not running it a lot like he used to, or maybe he's protecting himself from injury, I don't know. But whatever the case is, if he wants to make that um, that guaranteed money that Deshaun made, and he's trying to prove it by throwing it in the pocket, then he's not going to get that guaranteed money because he's not great in the pocket. Um, his first game, he went 17 for 30. 17 uh, completions out of 30 attempts. 56.67% completion percentage. 213 yards. He did have three TDs. Uh, his bread and butter rushing, he didn't do it that much. I think he, I'm think i thinking he's moving away from it, trying to become a better pocket 
pocket passer. Um, honestly, I don't. If that's the route he's going in, I don't see him getting what Deshaun Watson got. I really don't. Um, ninety-seven of those, uh, ninety-seven of the two hundred thirteen yards passing was on those three touchdowns. Does that mean the problems are fixed? No, because the accuracy still isn't there. The accuracy still is not there. Um, the Ravens don't want to guarantee all that money, which makes sense because. You never know. He could he could be running, could hurt himself. They don't want to guarantee all that money, but if they want to keep him, they might have to because eventually you're gonna to have to stop reaping the benefits of his legs um, without ponying up for the use of those legs. Like you want you want the you want the all the accolades, you want the Super Bowl, uh, uh, you want the playoff appearances, you want to go to the Super Bowl. On the back of his legs, but you don't want to pony up for the same the use of said legs. If you if you pony up for those use of those legs, you might reap more benefits. But they want their cake, and they want to eat it too. Which which is a saying I've never understood. Like. Yeah, if I have my fucking cake, yes, I want it too. Yes, yes, give me my fucking cake. But um, Lamar's in a bind. Uh, Ravens will most likely franchise tag him after this year. Uh, if a deal can't be worked out, if Lamar wants to play, his options are he signs the one-year franchise tag, tries to reach an extension by July fifteenth. If he can't, then he just He'll still be locked into the one-year deal on the franchise tag. Other options, hold out. After July 15th, if he hasn't signed the franchise tag or got an extension, he can hold out, and he won't be, he, but he won't get paid until he signs. He also will be fined if he's not in camp. Needs to, he needs to play in order to get the franchise tag money. Uh, week 10 is the deadline. To play and collect money. So next year week 10. If he's sitting out. And holding out. Uh, waiting for money. Uh, week 10 is his deadline. To sign that uh, franchise tag. To get all that money. Uh, time's ticking. Time's ticking in Baltimore. Lamar has come out and said. No talks during the season. Just before the season started, then the talks. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens on this. Uh, if he's running, if he's running less, like I said, uh, and he's trying to be more of a pocket presser, passer, uh, he's not. He's just not accurate like an elite quarterback should be. Uh, he, he's going to be hard pressed and trying to convince Baltimore to back up the Brinks truck for him. It's it's a it's sad situation. Uh, when you get franchise tag, the the franchise uh, they're the more they're the power. You have no power as a player when you get franchise tag. If you sign it, then you're theirs. Sad to say, but it's true. So, Lamar, if you want to hold out, hold out. But uh, you might be costing yourself uh. In the end, but we will, we will, we shall see uh, how that development, uh, how that uh, develop uh, development shakes out. Steph Curry sat down with Rolling Stone, did five interviews. In one of those interviews, Curry said uh, that the Warriors discussed whether to blow up the roster, the NBA champion roster, and they discussed how to blow up the roster to bring back KD. (sighs) What a bad move if this is true. 
I mean, I know there were rumors that uh, Jordan Poole, uh, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga could possibly be on the move to Brooklyn. And then KD will be on his way back to Golden State. Uh, I don't think... And I know this move hasn't happened. And it probably is not going to happen now. Now that KD's uh, decided to rescind his trade request. But why would the Warriors do a thing like this and risk... You know, extending, extending this uh, this Spurs like like success. If they keep all those young players, then they'll just be like the Spurs from the late nineties into the two thousands. Playoff, uh, playoff appearances. Almost every year. I mean, Spurs were there in every year, but the Warriors haven't been. But they would continue to get to the playoffs. They would continue to fight for championships. Um, it just doesn't make much sense for, in my opinion, for the Warriors to even to entertain this because they would put them behind the eight ball. I mean, it would maybe guarantee them what? Or get them close to one more championship, two more championships. Uh, with the squad you just won the NBA championship with, you know you can win with them. Does KD help? Yeah, but at the risk of getting rid of those three young players, I don't know if that would have been a smart move for them. Uh, Steph went on to say that there was a conversation internally Amongst us about a, about about if he was available, would you? Every team has those conversations, uh, and obviously in our situation, they're gonna call me and ask me how do you feel about it. I was never hesitant. The idea of playing with KD and knowing who he is as a person, from our history in those three years, I think KD is a really good dude. I think he's misunderstood. I think he has had certain things happen in his life that hurt his ability to trust people around him in a sense of making him feel safe at all times so all of those things i understand having played with him and gotten to know him i love that dude the only issue i have with um that statement is he's saying katie's misunderstood katie's only misunderstood because katie doesn't come out and say anything to help people understand him. He wants to sit back and attack Twitter idiots. Um, whether that be actual fans or guys in the media. Uh, he's misunderstood, so let us understand you, Katie. Katie is so aloof. That people don't get a chance to... Uh, and maybe that's why he has the ability to trust people around him. Not everyone's out to get you, man. Not everyone's out to get you. And I, it took me a bit to even realize this. Not everyone's out to get me. You just have to figure out who's with you. And stop attacking people that may not be with you. Fuck them. Curry went on to say, and if you said, oh, KD's coming back and we're going to play with him, I had so much fun playing with him those three years. I'd be like, hell yeah. Then you have to think, what does that actually mean? What does it look like? You tell me I'm playing with Andrew Wiggins, uh, Jordan Poole, and Draymond Green. I'm like, hell yeah. That's all types of emotion and things that happen to the league. And if anybody's saying that you wouldn't uh, entertain that conversation, no disrespect to anybody on our team, but you don't know how things work. But you also understand, like, if we run this thing back, I've got complete confidence in my team that we can win it again as constructed. <sighs> yeah, 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 I, 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 I can see it. Um, 
yeah, he's right. There are all types of emotions. Um, you know, you spent three years with the dude. You won two championships. There are emotions where you would be like, yeah, yeah, oh my god, it would be awesome to have Katie back. But we just won a championship. I would, I love these guys who I ran it with this year. So, uh, I can see him being a little torn. Like, yeah, it's a great idea, but um, uh, we just won one without him. So, it's a toss-up. I get it. I get it. Um, Let me give credit to the guy who wrote this article, who interviewed uh, Steph, uh, Matt Sullivan. Matt Sullivan of uh, Rolling Stone. Um... The only question, and I gotta stop doing that 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 noise. Um, I don't realize I I do it. Um, I have a question. I have a question. Everyone gives shit to Kevin Durant about joining a seventy-three and nine team that knocked him out in the. In the playoffs, uh, the year before, but no one ever talks about how Draymond, Clay, Steph went to the Hamptons to recruit Kevin Durant. It's a weak move for KD to join the Warriors when they when the Warriors just eliminated them. Uh, from the playoffs, I believe OKC was up 3-1 in that series too, and then they got beat. They lost a 3-1 lead, and then the same thing proceeded to happen to the Warriors that year. Um, I understand people shitting on KD for that move. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, that was a weak move. Uh, but if he felt like he couldn't win with Russ, um. Then, you know, since there's so much emphasis on, oh, you didn't win a championship, you didn't win a championship, you didn't win a championship, you didn't win a championship. I can see why he did it. It's still a weak move, in my opinion. But I want to know, why is it not okay for Katie to join the Warriors, but no one wants to talk about how it's not okay for a team that had the Cavs down 3-1 in the finals to go and recruit Kevin Durant. It's not like the Warriors that year needed Kevin, the next year needed Kevin Durant. They were up 3-1 against the Cavs. The only reason they lost was because Draymond was a fucking idiot. Called LeBron a bitch. Uh... I don't know if he gave LeBron a shot to the fucking nuts. Or I can't remember the, what happened. But he gets suspended. Momentum totally shifts through that series. Uh, LeBron goes off. Kyrie goes off uh, in those last three games. Why do the Warriors not get any shit for going and recruiting a guy... Where they didn't need that guy. They didn't need KD. They were up 3-1 against the Cavs the year before. It doesn't make sense to me that KD's getting shit on. And I don't know if it's because Curry's just a lovable guy. And uh, the fact that KD's just a fucking prick. Maybe that's why. But I've always thought, like, there's always, you know, it takes two to tangle. Like, if you're fucking uh, a side chick, and if you're fucking a side chick, and she knows you have a woman, then not only are you to blame, but the side chick is to blame as well. Like, there's always two parts to every... To, to every puzzle, uh, everything that needs to go together, you know, every piece has another piece it needs to connect to. I just don't realize, I just don't 
understand why one one piece of that puzzle of that team gets ignored and the other one gets shitted on so goddamn much. But I found that in that article to be interesting. Um and it was no secret that the Warriors were after KD. Uh it was reported. Um the only question I have, and maybe I'll broach this on another episode, is whether, because a lot of people are now trying to put Curry in the top five of the of all time in the NBA. I'm going to probably broach the subject and see eventually, uh, does this move that he did with KD, does that hurt? Because without KD, he doesn't have two more championships. So, uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'll, I guess I'll broach that on another episode. Uh, you can read that article. I'm guessing RollingStone.com. If there's RollingStone.com. Uh, that article was posted on Twitter. I opened it up and I uh, just saw excerpts of it. Um, so, if you can find the full interview then I'm pretty sure it would be an interesting uh listen to because Curry is an interesting guy to uh when he does speak uh he's interesting to listen to okay um last week I did a pick six I picked six Games and let me fucking tell you, I almost went 500. Almost fucking Broncos. Fucking Broncos did not help me whatsoever. I was wrong with the Rams over the Bills. The Bills blew the Rams out 31 to 10. Uh, I was surprisingly wrong about the. 49ers and Bears. I had the 49ers over the Bears. The Bears beat them in a rain-soaked game. Oh, man. I'm happy for Justin Fields, though. I'm happy for Justin Fields. Uh, if if that's the beginning of the trade dance era, era is that's, if that's what it's looking like, then the 49ers have some real fucking trouble because Garoppolo is gone after this season. So, I missed out on the Rams over Bills. Missed out on the 49ers over Bears. I almost got, and this is this is probably going to be a theme for my whole season with these picks. I almost got the Panthers over the Browns. Almost. Browns ended up winning, uh, I believe, on a 58-yard field goal by Cade York. You know... It sucks that uh, I didn't get that pick, but I'm happy that that happened against the Panthers because those fucks with Graham Gano, who's now a Giants, uh, who is not a Giants kicker, killed the Giants with like a 60-yarder uh, to end the game once. So, payback, bitches. Uh, I was, then next game was Vikings over Packers. I actually got that one white. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams uh, would do great, and he didn't. He did not at all. Uh, he had, let me see, where is it? Uh, to do 195 yards total, no touchdowns, one interception, one, one uh, and one fumble. Yeah, so his, uh, his, Touchdown interception ratio is going to take a dip for that game. <laughs> Not by much, but it's going to take a dip. Um, I had the Bucks over Cowboys. I got that one right. Uh, Dak got hurt. Season over for the Cowboys. We'll see, but um, I'm thinking yes. I'm thinking yes. Uh, and, and then Monday night football game, the Broncos over the Seahawks. Fucking Broncos. <sighs> two minute 
Uh, two minute play calling sucked dick. Um, clock management sucked. So, yeah, I ended up going two and four. Um, last week. Ended up going two and four last week. Other games that uh happened in week one, my football giants beat the Titans on a Reggie Bullock. I think it's Reggie Bullock. I wanna say Reggie Bullock. Anyway, Bullock. Matt Bullock? Reggie Bullock? No. Oh. He missed the field goal. Uh, Brian Dable, gutsy call of the year. Went for two to win the game. Got the two. With one minute left. Uh, Giants defense. In Giants fashion. Had the Titans go down the field. Get into field goal position. And for the second time. In Daniel Jones' career, uh, the Giants win the game on a missed field goal. Remember the first one, I believe it was against the the Bucks. Their their, uh, kicker missed a field goal at the end uh, to win that game. So Giants go 1-0 for the first time since 2016. Next up, the Panthers. I can't wait. I can't wait. Fucking what Baker said about Daniel Jones. Payback, bitches. It's payback time. All right, let's go. Saints uh, sneak by the Falcons 27 to 26. Uh, Falcons looked like they were going to win that game, and Saints came back and edged them out. Um... To do Steelers and Bengals. Steelers end up winning in overtime. Missed field goals galore. Uh, a missed extra point could have won the game for the Bengals. Uh, they then went to overtime. Missed the field goal. Steelers missed the field goal. Then Steelers hit, I believe, I want to say a 54-yarder to end the game. Uh, Eagles and Lions. This was a close game that shouldn't have been. Eagles at one point were up 31 to 14. The Lions in true cardiac kids of fashion came back and almost uh upset the Eagles. Uh they lost by three. Score was 38-35. Eagles go on to week two, one and zero. Oh. Patriots and Dolphins. Dolphins win 20 to 7. Um, the only question is who's calling the offense for the Patriots? Is it Matt Patricia? Is it Joe Judge? Is it Bill Belichick? Who is calling the offense? Because that offense looked horrible. Hopefully they fix it and they figure out what the hell they're doing with that offense. For the Patriots to score seven points in week one against the Dolphins, even though they struggled in Miami against the Dolphins before, not a good look. Ravens against the Jets. Ravens go into MetLife Stadium and beat the Jets 24-9. Same old Jets. Same old Jets. Same old Jets. Um, Our Jets fans are going crazy. I mean, they expected a more, uh, a game more competitive, and this one was nothing like that. Um, with a stiff in the backfield, uh, on the center in Joe Flacco, the Rave, the Jets had no cho- no chance against the Ravens whatsoever. Um, Jaguars go against the go up against the Commanders and end up losing. Uh, by 6, 28-22 in favor of the Commanders. Uh, this is the first Commanders win as the Commanders. So, congrats to the Commanders, even though I can't stand your owner. Um, Browns 
and Panthers. I talked about this. The Browns beat the Panthers by two. Apparently, there was a questionable call that led to the victory at the end. Uh, I don't know. All I know is that Baker Mayfield did not get his revenge. Colts and Titans end up in a tie. Fucking Christ. The Colts' first game with Matt Ryan ended up in a fucking tie with a team that finished, I believe, third in that division last year and were really, really bad. Chiefs and Cardinals, the Chiefs are back. Tyreek who? 360 yards and 5 TDs for Patrick Mahomes. Son of X-Met, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs didn't look like they lost a step at all. And they blew out the Cardinals. Chargers end up beating their division rivals, the Raiders. Devontae Adams' first game. Uh, 141 yards, one TD for Adams. It looks more like Aaron missed Devontae Adams than Devontae Adams missed Aaron Rodgers. Cowboys, I talked about this. Lost to the Bucks, 19-3. Dak hurt. Season might be over. They will be starting Cooper Rush uh, until Dak gets back. Or they might go and get Cam Newton. Who knows with this team. And then the Broncos and Seahawks, fuck the Broncos. Questionable clock management. Uh, tried to win it with a 64-yard field goal instead of just giving it to Russ on the 4th and 5 and having him make a decision. Damn it. Um, This segment is going to be called Fast Break. I will be talking about uh just a few things quickly. Uh, Cam Akers had a ghost appearance for the Rams uh, on Thursday night. Three rushes, zero yards. Um, RBBC, not to be confused with the BBC. Uh, that is the the broadcasting company in Britain. Or, 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 Big Black, uh, yeah, yeah. Um... APB will be put out for uh, Cam Akers' last location seen, SoFi Stadium. Devontae versus Aaron Rodgers, round one, goes to Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle this year. Uh, Maybe... uh, They'll write the ship this week against the Bears. Uh, we'll see. Um, I'm hoping Adam Allen Lazard comes back. Uh, then we'll really get an idea on how this offense is going to run. They did not look good against the Vikings this past week. Uh, Dak injury out six to eight weeks uh, with a broken thumb. On his throwing hand, not good, not good, not good. Um, this team hasn't been into the been to the NFC Championship game in twenty six years. So maybe twenty seven years now. If you had told me years ago that this Cowboys team. The Cowboys team from 96. You had told me the franchise wouldn't be back to an NFC Championship game for another 26, 27 years. I would have told you you're fucking smoking. You're smoking some shit that you shouldn't be smoking. Um, Last and fast break, Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. I mentioned Darnell Mooney last week. Saying that Justin Fields is going to make the 49ers regret not not regret drafting him. And round one goes to Justin Fields because Trey Lance looked like shit. Um, They could have been it could have been because the the field was shitty. But hey, the Bears figured it out. The 49ers didn't figure it out. Um, Jimmy G. 
weights in the wings. He is not. He's back. Um, that does not bode well for Trey Lance if he continues to struggle. That will be something to keep an eye on uh, for this season. Uh, Trey Lance uh, will probably start week two. Uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna get rid of him and put him on a bench that quick because it would just cause too much controversy. Um, hopefully he does well because he has a lot of pressure on him. He got drafted high. Um, they didn't choose Justin Fields. They chose a guy from North Dakota, uh, North Dakota State, I believe, who really didn't play that much in North Dakota State. And they chose him over Justin Fields. They chose him over, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a proven vet, who took him to the Super Bowl one time. Who took them to AMC Championship game uh, last year? Uh, so yeah, we'll see how this all pans out between those three quarterbacks. Uh, before I get out of here, I want to give you my week two pick six uh, picks. Um, Chargers at Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, even though I can see the Chargers winning this, I'm going with the home team, the Chiefs. Panthers at the Giants. I am going to go begrudgingly with my Giants. Um, I know how this goes. I get excited. I pick them to win. They end up losing. Happens to me all the time. But I'm going with the Giants for week two. Uh, Patriots at Steelers. I'm also going with the home team in this one. I'm going with the Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers. Even though they lost TJ Watt, uh, for probably six weeks, I believe they can still, uh, shut down, uh, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge-led offense. Still can't believe that. Um, Bears at Packers. I'm going with the Pack. Going with the pack. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers, who owns the Bears, as he told them last year. Um, I am going with the pack to win and go crazy next week because they will be fucking angry about how they performed against the Vikings in week one. Titans at the Bills. I'm going with the home team, uh, the Bills here. I am going with the Bills because the Titans last week did not look great with uh Robert Woods trailing Burks um Derrick Henry was pretty much uh neutralized by the Giants um so I'm going with the Bills who have the more powerful offense um they're at home uh they have a good defense so I'm going with the go with the home team here Bills who are my Super Bowl pick as well. Uh, my Super Bowl champion pick uh, for next uh, Super Bowl. Uh, so I have them winning. And the only away team that I have winning this week in my pick six. Even though I could see it going, the home team uh, could win this one too. Uh, I have the Vikings... At the Eagles, I have the Vikings winning this game. I love, even though uh, James Bradbury and Darius Slay um, now man the cornerback position for the Eagles, I still like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, uh, Dalvin Cook in the backfield with uh, Kirk Cousins back there. It's tough because they're going to link. Um, so, this is kind of a risky pick. Uh, so, I'm I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, they they shut down uh, Aaron Rodgers last week, even though Aaron Rodgers didn't have Devontae Adams. Uh, the Eagles left the Lions back in the game last week, even though the Lions should have been blown out and sent away. They allowed the Lions to hang around. If they allow the Vikings to hang around, Vikings will win in my opinion okay um i believe that wraps up uh episode two
that that wraps up episode two. Um, looking ahead to week two in the NFL, I want as a Giants fans, as a Giants fan, I want to see what happens with Daniel Jones. Uh, Brian Dable screamed at him, yelled at him when he threw a a a fucking interception in the end zone that he shouldn't have thrown to begin with. So I'm curious to see how Daniel Jones bounces back from that. Um, I don't think there's any games that I really, really want to see next week. Um, probably the Chargers in Kansas City tomorrow. That's gonna be a good one. AFC West matchups are matchups are pretty good. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, episode two is in the books. Um, oh, I want to say, uh, hate to end this on a dark note, but maybe it's not a really dark note. Um, a comedian that I, I started following on Instagram, and I've been meaning, I've been meaning to like send him a message, uh, just to tell him how much he inspired me, uh, since I've been watching him, uh, recently passed away. Uh, David A. Arnold passed away this week at the age of 54. Um, I watched him and his family grow. Uh, him and his wife, how they interact, his daughters, and how they interacted. Uh, even the dog and how they interacted. <laughs> uh, dogs, uh, but um yeah it was uh sad uh life is short uh I hate to end this on a, on a note like this but yeah life is short uh love uh hug your love hug your loved ones uh cause he was here one day like on live and then the next day he was just gone like that so uh yeah so uh hug your loved ones um be safe out there. Um, until next week, um, I'm guessing it's going to be every Wednesday. This is the second Wednesday, uh, that I'm doing this in a row. So this is progress from the other, uh, podcast that I did. Uh, so we'll see if I can keep this up, uh, until next week, please tweet responsibly. I'm out.